yeah. Welcome to the Weekly BJ Podcast, starring DJ BJ, a.k.a. Arabian Night, a.k.a. The Sultan of Sweat. He's 6'2", 225, coming straight out of Milwaukee. And now he's living a dream in Malibu, answering your fitness questions. That's right, even the stupid ones. Yo, BJ Gador with the weekly BJ podcast. Nice little episode for you today. We're going to highlight the 10 ways to make lightweight feel heavy at home. These are the top strategies and techniques I've used over the years to make my home gym feel better than a commercial gym. They have all the frills, all the equipment, but if you have some intelligence, you can make lightweight feel heavy. We'll talk about that today. Some actionable tips. I'm going to quickly talk about the workout of the week, the WOW, again, every Wednesday, 10 a.m. PST, live at home follow-along workout with me, and there's unlimited replay as well, youtube.com slash BJ You got to subscribe to the channel. You got to jump in on these workouts. If you've done Meta Shred, Speed Shred, those old-ass, stupid fucking men's health DVDs, my latest and greatest content, I've never been better at what I do here. Every 10 a.m. PST on Wednesday, you get a new workout. Now, obviously, you join the dailybj.com, you get the instructional on Sunday, you can prepare your body for it, learn it, do it on Monday, feel it out. By the time you come to Wednesday, you're ready to maximize the experience, and then you can do it again and follow along to it again on Friday on your big screen TV. It's a great experience. There's a timer into it. Uh, my buddy and TDBG member, Chris Warren, comes and films it. He's making it look really sharp. You got to jump in on these workouts, and this week is all body weight, completely equipment-free. 30-minute bodyweight workout using that 2010 Tabata circuit format. I'm calling it the Berserk Bodyweight Blaster because it's powered by Eminem. I listen to Eminem while making the workout, and uh, you think about Eminem, you know, fast, powerful. He's a monster on the mic. He's nonstop, and we're using these eight exercise monster circuits in each circuit, Six total circuits, a minute break between circuits. You go for each of the eight movements, 20 seconds of work, 10 seconds of rest. And, uh, you know, it's our week four in our TDBJ programming. So the last couple, we used dumbbells. There was a single dumbbell workout in week two. Week three, we used double dumbbells last week. And that one just like, I think most of us agreed it destroyed us. So I wanted to unload us this week. And also those doing our Gorilla Corn Gains programming on the weekends, you know, week four is where it all comes to a head. You're doing two full cycles of that metabolic bodybuilding programming. So I wanna, I wanted to unload the system during the week to allow you to really kind of climax from muscular standpoint, maybe both on the weekend. I hope for you. I hope that is the case for you. That's why we train. That's why we train. So uh, 
it is not going to be as, uh, I don't want to say as muscular, it's a whole body thing, but man, this is what a cardio workout and it's such an energizer. It's fast paced. Every circuit kind of builds upon each one. And one thing I'll say to my members, you know, uh, every workout I make now, there's six workouts in one. So like any one of these circuits, any one of these six circuits used to be one of the six workouts I would give you each month at dailybeja.com. Now I'm just a fucking idiot and I'm, I'm putting a month of work and effort into every single workout. So yeah, the experience is, is incredible for those that are willing to take the time to learn and review and that type of thing. If you are that person that doesn't want to do that, pick any one of the circuits. I'm just, I'm really going to just like throw this watch out. Pick any one of the circuits and just repeat them three to six times, taking a minute between circuits. So that way, if you're new, beginner, you don't care, you don't want to put, invest time into and really learn and just like make this an experience for yourself, that's fine. Just pick a single circuit and do it. But don't, you know, look at it as like, uh, <laughs> this is the most value I've ever given. So if you're looking at it as like, oh, I wish it was, used to be shorter, quicker videos, um, that, that's on you. You just take any circuit you want and you make it work. Join me at these lives. They are incredible. I will get you and keep you in shape at home, and I'll actually show you how to get in even better shape at home if you follow this protocol, because it's a working document every week. All the workouts are connected, and a lot of you uh, that are doing this with me week in, week in, especially those doing the Gorilla Corns Gains workouts on the weekends, you're seeing just the, the incredible, um, God, they're, they're, it makes such a difference when there's a connectivity to what you're doing and how there's a flow not only within each given workout, but from workout to workout. So this one's amazing. Great Eminem soundtrack. Uh, I think you guys will love this one. Let's get into the top 10 ways to make lightweight feel heavy at home. Number one, you've got to use shorter rest periods. A good guideline is 10 to 30 seconds or less. Now, many of you, I don't, actually, I don't even know. I, I, I don't, you know, those that are members of the dailybj.com know that we very rarely if ever do straight sets. And if we do, it's it's still done in somewhat of an incomplete format because we're trying to maximize metabolic stress and get a lot of training density. I mean, a lot of work done in a short period of time. If you're someone who's still doing sh- straight sets, like you know, doing a set resting two to three plus minutes between sets, don't take this the wrong way, but you're like you're way behind on how fitness really is supposed to be for a, a long term sustainable standpoint. You're gonna rest two to three minutes between sets. Um, you're looking at an hour to two hour workout. Uh, and you're also not going to get much of a cardio metabolic workout in the process. And this is where people will say, oh, you know, it's all about strength. You got to get at least two minutes of rest. I see some very reputable people say you got to rest two minutes between sets. And, uh, you know, most of these people, uh, they're not very lean. They're not very conditioned. And all they do is strength work. They're just really just glorified power lifters that don't compete because they're really not strong enough to compete at that level or they don't take drugs. But they're not getting total fitness. The way I structure things. When we do a whole body Metcon circuit and we alternate between non-competitive movements, let's say, you know, squat, push-up, lunge, row, plank, skater jump, right? Six very unique movements. We can keep the rest period short, 10 to 30 seconds or less, which means cardio response, cardiometabolic response the whole way. And we keep the intensity high. So people will say, well, if you give short rest periods, will you lose the intensity? Well, Look, your you your max intensity when you just emphasize a single movement and take complete two to three plus minute rest periods. But unless your goal is maximum strength, are are you competing this weekend? All right, like what 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 is so important to you that like maximum strength takes the priority over every other quality? Conditioning, mobility, 
stamina, power, all, all these things that get blended into these workouts in a way that really no one else can achieve. Because I've been, I had to create this system from scratch. It's been 15 years in the making. I see a lot of motherfuckers now. Look, great, share home workouts now. You're going to run out of ideas fast. Because I've been in the fucking lab making this happen in my garage gym, in my living room, I, I, hotels. When I used to travel back in the day when I gave a shit trying to fucking get out there. Now I'm, now I'm just, I am, I've been home quarantined. So not much of a change for me personally during this time. But, but I know it is for many of you. So you've got to use shorter rest periods. And what I will tell you is this. Any time in my life when I've gotten away from these, these shorter rest period interval-based Metcon whole body workouts, I just don't look as good. I'm not as lean. I don't have as much visible muscle separation. My conditioning is off. My athleticism is off. So what you might lose in pure maximum strength, you will gain in every other quality. But you got to keep a rest period short, especially if the weight's light. Now, now you just can't fuck around. You've got you've to use density as an intensifier, if that makes sense. You got to get a lot done in a short period of time and create more systemic stress. So you got to use shorter rest periods. And again, you can accomplish, uh, and even by the way, if we do some muscle building stuff, sometimes we use short rest periods uh, in a straight set format for something like a push-up to maximize the metabolic stress. I'll get to that more later, but you got to cut your rest periods down. Number two, extend the time under tension. I talked about this before. Most sets you'll see in the gym, some bro grabs a heavy-ass pair of dumbbells, can barely pick it up, and then uses his whole body to curl 10 reps. And it takes about 20 seconds. He, he probably got more of a whole body workout than a bicep workout. Um, I guess that's at least uh, props to that. At least you're training your whole body. But I know that wasn't what you meant. And the, the reality is, you know, if you can curl 50-pound dumbbells for, let's say, 10 reps, take 25s and go at a deliberate mind-muscle-focused tempo for two minutes, and you tell me which gave you a better biceps workout. Now, sometimes, like, you, like I'm a big guy, and the la- last week's workout, by the way, destroyed me in the best possible way. But it was a pair of 25-pound dumbbells I used the whole time. And, and by the way, I made the workout thinking, because this is, this is me. This is why I like the difference between my home workouts and everybody else's. They're, they're just doing you know random shit at home. Like I'm saying, okay, I want to be able to make the claim that, because you know, I've been doing this for a while. If 25-pound dumbbells will crush me in 30 minutes, that pretty much tells me that it's going to crush almost anybody else in the world. And, and I could have used 15s or 20s and still crushed myself. I just would have moved it faster and more explosively. So... Um, you know, that's where the, you know, we're going to get into the tempo side of things, but you've got to buy into the fact that, you know, yeah, I looked down like 25, like, wow, shit, I, I, you know, I could use hundreds on some stuff, but I know you can't use that and it's not feasible in a home gym setting and I'm not giving up much. I'll tell you what, these, these workouts are, you got, you guys are, by the way, cause I committed to this weekly follow along live workout. You're getting me into the best shape of my life. I fucking, it's my, the worst hour of my week every week, but, um, it's making me better. It's pushing me, especially in the programming design piece on the weekend. I, I've never spent more as much time programming workouts. I'm, I'm literally coming up with movements I've never used or done before uh, on a weekly basis now. And that used to be more annual basis, uh, you know, back in the day when I was making those DVDs. So uh, it just blows my mind that people are still doing these stupid fucking meta shred, speech shred DVDs when especially, you know, I got cut out of all royalties for men's health anyway. So uh, 
a lot of you, if you think you're doing it to support me or not, you're, you're supporting men's health and not me at all. So I'm giving you free fucking better workouts at youtube.com slash BJ Gador. So you got to extend the time and retention. And, uh, you know, we don't like, we just talked about doing these 2010 workouts. Um, so those aren't one or two minute work periods, but we, we work those into our follow alongs too. We're going to, we, we kind of went to, uh, some shorter burst stuff in March. We're going to go back to some longer duration work periods in April because it's all connected and you, you can't spend too much time in any one work period. But when we're trying to make light, we feel heavy. And again, I, I, I mentioned these protocols all the time. People have trouble with their chest, cut the, cut the weight you dumbbell press with in half, or just do push-ups for two minutes with, with uh, controlled tempos, uh, one or two minutes rest pausing for five seconds as needed or holding the top of the plank or whatever it is, you're going to notice some serious gains and you can do this shit with your body weight or a pair of a uh, very light pair, 25, 50 pound dumbbells or less. Number three, slow down the tempo for more muscle and strength gains. So you've got this stretch reflex in, in your muscles and connective tissues, right? What that means is if you think about a rubber band, you take the rubber band, which is just like your muscle, you stretch it out as far as you can, then you let it go and it snaps back at you. That's the stretch reflex. When you do traditional really fast tempo stuff, which we do want to do sometimes and we do a lot of in the right amount with low impact, low risk uh, selection of movements, you know, um, you're, you're, you are in a way taking away the muscle work because you're getting assistance from your connective tissues. Now, when we slow it down and you, begin, you, you look at a rep and it has three unique phases, the eccentric stretching or lengthening phase, that's the lowering portion of a push-up, uh, pull-up, or squat. And then there's the isometric or midpoint portion where you are, you know, it's a transition between going up and down stretching or shortening the muscle and then the concentric portion is the shortening contracting portion uh which is the you know pushing back up from a push-up or squat or pulling up on a, on a pull-up right you're strongest on the eccentric and uh th- that that's an area that when you slow it down because the stretch reflex takes four seconds when you when you hold when you take four seconds to you know, do the eccentric to isometric or midpoint phase of a movement, the stretch reflex is gone, which means that there's no connective tissue assistance. It's all muscle work. It also happens to make it easier on the joints because, you know, you're not going as fast. And, and when you go fast again, there's more supportive muscular strength and, and support around the joint to go fast without pain and with more stability. So again, that's why you can't just stay any one way. You can't always be slow. You can't always be fast. You got to mix Everything up, your work periods, your tempos, your movements, all that good stuff. And I do that for you every week. I, 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 you don't have the time. I know you don't have the time. Many of you have the knowledge. You just don't have the time. So let, let me, this is what I was meant to do. I'm the metabolic messiah. I got you. So let's, let's start by just saying, take four seconds to lower a movement. And then you can start playing around with, you know, one of my favorites on, on a push-up. You lower for five seconds. Hold the bottom with your nipples hovering just above the ground for five seconds. And then if you really want to go crazy with it, take five seconds to slowly push you back up. And one thing we're playing around with in Gorilla Corn Gains this month, uh, a lot of segmented reps, meaning uh, for, for pull-ups and split squats and bear crawl push-ups, you're having five unique stops on the way down, and then you reconnect to those stops back on the way up. So you are literally gaining stability and strength in every key range of motion in that movement and it's making that body weight feel like heavyweight because it's just it's so intentional and there's such an incredible mind muscle connection going. And again, you could say, well, I'm using lighter loads. How's this making me stronger? When you go to normal speeds again, you'll be able to use heavier weight. Okay? 
Trust and believe on that. You can also, in number four, speed up the tempo for more power and cardio gains. So again, that's part of what I'm looking for, right? Uh, slower stuff is not going to get your heart rate up as much, even if it's using your lower body. Faster movements, fast twitch contractions, more power work there, right? That's going to really get your heart rate up. But a mistake people make is that they think, well, I should always do whatever gets my cardio or sweat or heart rate up. And that's not necessarily true because, you know, they're not as conducive to building muscle and strength. But a bigger, stronger muscle has the ability to move faster when we go fast. So again, uh, these they're all connected. You can't just stick in any one of these things, but you can also speed up the tempo. One thing I have a basic guideline for plyometric work. You want to be able to do 10 reps in 10 seconds before you look at doing you know, plyo or clapping push-ups or those types of things, because that tells you that you can at least plyo. You don't your hands or feet don't have to leave the ground for it to be plyo. Power is it's just it's fast twitchy movement. It's twitch. Twitch is what separates normal trainees from real athletes. They have the twitch. And by the way, great athletes also have excellent rhythm. And that's one thing. Um, it's a non-negotiable now. And and the stuff we do, we're doing a lot of footwork. We're doing, a, we're doing boxing, shadow boxing in, in some way every week because I used to just say, you know what? No one's going to get this. They're going to complain, complain because they can't figure it out. But rhythm is a muscle fitness quality that very few people train unless you, you, you do dance, you box, uh, you know, skill sports like basketball, for example, have a ton of skill work with dribbling, um, you know, a lot of the movements you'll make with the ball, posting up, all that stuff. They kind of get that rhythm work built into their, their skill. But if you're just an exerciser, you've got to build rhythm into your programming. And it's going to make you look stupid and feel stupid and sometimes feel old and unathletic. But exposing those weaknesses and knowing the fact that your human fucking body is a adaptation machine. It's going to get better. It's going to figure it out. With enough time, you will be blown away a year later how much better you're punching than you were when you first started. Can you get through the next the first couple months of, of looking and feeling like a total buffoon. Well, the benefit of being at home is that who gives a shit? You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of, a lot of people won't even try my workouts because like, I don't want to do a bear. I don't want to get into a bear crawl. This isn't gym class because they're worried about, about what people think or say at the gym. And, and now you're at home. So, you know, now's really the time to just to try this stuff and understand why we're doing it this way. If I get one of the movements that has added the most to my upper body and core has been a bear crawl. If you just think about the simplicity of the fact that if I if I get as good on my hands as as most people are on their feet, I'm going to be jacked up top. Your body is your barbell if you know how to use it. I wrote a fucking book on it. All right? So you can also speed up the tempo. And, and there's a lot of options. You know, we do squat jumps, uh, plyo clapping push-ups, split jumps, uh, those types of things, but you can also take a normal thing like a normal squat, normal push up, and then just do really fast reps. You can pulse in the reps. You can plyo pulses. A lot of cool stuff will be coming soon with what we're doing. Um, but the options are endless, and just know that uh, slower, fast isn't necessarily better than the other. You need both, but slowing down the tempo tends to give more of a muscle and strength, stability, stimulus gain, and speeding it up gets you more cardio, power, metabolic. All right. Number five, you can extend or shorten the range of motion. Now, if I do take a push-up or a split squat as an example or a lunge, when I do it with, with, with my hands or feet on the floor, you know, the, my, my knee or my body will touch the floor at some point. But if I elevate my hands or my foot, I can get a little more range of motion. So that, that range of motion is going to 
give you more work. So they take the lunge, you get more hip and knee flexion. So you get more stretch in the quads and glutes. That's going to provide a progressive overload stimulus. That's a gain stimulus without adding weight. Same thing for the push-up. You get a little more stretch in the chest. All right. So with that, we can extend the range of motion. Again, that's going to be a slower rep because it's a longer range motion movement. And again, you look at amplitude of movement. I'm an advocate of it all. I love mixing between uh, traditional full range, extended, and shortened because it allows you to train the full bevy of what muscles can do. Muscles can be stretched slowly, stretched fast. They can be pulsed, contracted. So what I like to do is, is mess around with it. And, and so you take that push-up, and by the way, you can almost combine them in some ways. You can extend the range of motion and pulse at the bottom for both the push-up and the lunge or split squat, right? You can also, um, you know, one of my favorites is just kind of sticking into that active range. Like, you know, we, last month in Gorilla Core Gains, we did these uh, active range pull-ups, meaning like, you know, the, the, you're, you're, you're kind of maximizing the activation of most of the muscles involved in a pull-up when your arms are at 90-90 angles. So 90-degree angles in the arms. So what I, what I had, uh, we were basically doing is just pulsing, um, you know, a couple inches below that 90 and a couple inch, inches above and, and just this active range and just mind muscling up and down. And, and the intention was we're using a chin-up grip, palms facing, and we're just going to be using the biceps to lift and lower us. And, and the upper mid-back lats and rear delts are an active contraction the whole way. But uh, th- this is where, you know, it's not cheating. It's I, I'm training this portion of the range of motion. I'm trying to give this the most stimulus. So that that is a way because you you know when you do a traditional rep, people do uh you know really when you see most people's reps, they're so fast it's like one really their 10 reps are like just one really fast movement or it's uh 10 different singles. They take you know a lot of rest in between reps because they want to be strong and rested between each rep, but again you're losing some of that true you're losing the extended time under tension the continuous time under tension and when you talk about making lightweight feel heavy you've got to keep the muscles under tension you can't let them go on and off unless we're doing that for a specific reason which we will also do sometimes so playing around with range of motion is key these are you know what i what i see as problematic in a lot of uh program design out there is that people tend to just mess with load and they'll play around with reps high reps low reps being reps that that's like that's like fitness uh, 101, right? Working out 101. But they don't play around with uh, tempo or speed of movement or the, 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 the pace of the rep, the range of motion they ever mess with. So uh, these are key ways as well. Number six, plug in strategic ISO holds, isometric. That means we're holding a certain portion of, a, uh, of the range of motion in a given exercise. Let's go back to the biceps. So if I, I've, you know, I had I only have 50s at the gym. I only have 25s at home. What am I going to do? Take your 25s. Hold the weight at a 90 degree angle, flexed arm position for 30 seconds. Then start doing as many controlled curls as you can. If you want to make it even better, slow down the lowering portion. Take about three to four seconds on the way down. And uh, make it a two-minute set. So the first 30 seconds, you hold that bicep curl for 30 seconds. The next 90, you can rest, pause as needed, never set the weights down. You can hold, you can hold them in your arms, in your hands, and your arms fully extended, but you can't set them down. Then do as many curls as you can. And uh, what we're doing in there is I'm having you isometrically hold the hardest portion of the bicep with dead weight. With a band, 
The hardest portion is when it's all the way at the top towards the shoulder when it's fully stretched. With dead weight, it's with the arm at 90 degree angle with your forearms parallel to the ground. If you can get past that point, you can tend to finish the rep. But we're doing is uh, getting a lot of tension and that unique stick point, and then we start doing reps. That's how you make lightweight feel heavy. One thing we do in our Tabata stuff, we've done it in, this, in the follow-along workouts. Again, you can access all the past follow-alongs and limited replay at youtube.com slash bjgador. We, uh, we'll do 20 seconds of reps, and we'll hold for 20 seconds. Try this amazing four-minute lunge workout. You can do this one leg at a time, or you can switch legs each minute based on how hard you want to make it for yourself. Lunge for 20 seconds, then hold the bottom or the midpoint of the lunge for 10. Repeat that process for two to four straight minutes. And you'll feel like you had heavy-ass weights in your hands the whole time or a 100-pound weight vest. And you're getting stability mixed with dynamic, explosive work. It's the best of both worlds. But strategic ISO holds are great. Holding sticking points, holding – I talked about the segmentation of your repetitions uh, previously. But – um you know, f- find the, the portion of the rep where you, you, you like where you, you, you start to approach and you feel most weak, sketchy, or unstable, and then spend time, you know, it, it could be holding, you know, for two to four, two to five seconds uh, on each rep, or you, you, you do a pre-fatigue ISO or a post-fatigue ISO. I mean, if you really wanted to fuck around, you go 30 seconds, ISO hold 60 seconds of reps, and then go back to the ISO again for a final 30. So the options are endless. Number seven, combine two or more moves into one. Let's take uh, a split squat. You're holding dumbbells in your hands. So these 25s don't feel super challenging. I, you could already have used all the previous techniques I've talked about. But why don't we make it more systemic? That's what combination movements do. It is more taxing. Even with, with uh, the same weight or a lightweight, it is more taxing to use more of your body. There's more oxygen demand. There's more systemic stress. Now, the split squat, just holding the weights works your upper body and your core in some way. But now if I lower to the bottom of a split squat and hold that lunge or split squat position, do a biceps curl, stand back up, and then press, do an overhead press at the top. So now I've I've incorporated a a pull and a push, and I've extended time under tension in some ways, like I've had to hold the lunge while I'm doing the curl. And then when I get to the top and I press overhead, now my abs are getting smoked, and and where I would typically be resting – uh, or taking a brief reset at the top and at the top of that split squat, I'm, I'm having to press now. So there's more mind stuff going on. And, and by the way, these combination movements work great for one to two minutes of work because when you're combining movements, each rep takes longer. You need more time. Like we don't do a lot of combination movements in short rest period, uh, short work periods because unless it's a fast explosive thing because you just can't get enough repetition. You need more time with combination movements. But you know, the example too with a push up, you can combine like a mountain climber with that push up. Um, you can blend things like a push up to burpee. Uh, well, burpee is basically a combination movement in and of its way. Uh, but combining movements, combining two or more moves into one is a way to make lightweight feel heavy. And we do it a lot. Number eight, stack two or more competitive movements back to back to back. Depending on how many times you stack. Uh, big hallmark on my metabolic bodybuilding programs uh, when we go more about, you know, there's upper body workouts, there's lower body workouts. We're trying to send. In the upper body workouts, we're sending blood up top. Lower body workouts, we're sending blood down low. We're trying to connect down lower or up top based on whether it's upper or lower. And what we do a lot is we do competitive movements stacked together. If you had only 25-pound dumbbells at home and you have strong legs, how do you make this feel like a heavy barbell squat workout without the back or knee pain so I can do it at home and, and not have to hate myself for the next couple of days and limp around? Well, let's take... 
Let's take this simple example. 25-pound dumbbells held at, at shoulder level doing squats is not very tough. But if that's the third movement and you start by doing loaded reverse lunges into loaded forward lunges into loaded a minute each into loaded uh, front rack or goblet or double double arm goblet squats at shoulder level, by the time you get to that third minute, you you are those legs are going to be toast and you actually train uh, more patterns. The single leg stuff is like, that's why whenever I do double legged stuff, it tends to be um, later in a workout or after doing some single leg stuff. So by the time I get to the double, the, the pre fatigue from the single leg work makes the double feel like it's heavy loaded. So these, these are key ways to do things. And in another way, uh, I'll take, let's take an upper body example. You got 25, like you do want to do overhead presses, but you only have 25s at home and you can press 50 pound dumbbells plus for, for reps, right? So what you do is you do either a pike dumbbells on the floor, hands on the dumbbells, do either a pike or regular push up max reps, and then get it, uh, get into a tall kneel, grab the weights and start pressing them. And those 25s will at least feel like fifties, but, uh, heavier probably soon. And, and you're going to get an amazing, chest, shoulder, tricep workout with 25 pound dumbbells. And right there, that's two movements. You do max reps of the push up, and then max reps of the uh, tall kneeling uh, shoulder press. And, and we're, we're, we're stacking two pushing movements, but we're doing a body weight push first to make the dumbbell movement feel super hard with lightweight. Okay. Number nine, dig deep with drop sets. Now, many of you know Drop sets as, you know, a single drop set is where you go from a heavier weight to a lighter weight with minimal rest between sets to extend the time of your tension and really completely exhaust the muscle fibers, you know, all of them, slow, fast, get the full bevy, all right, crazy pumps, cardio metabolic as well because of just, you know, you tend to go slower tempos with the heavier weight and faster tempo with the lighter weights, you're getting, you're getting also a mix of speed. So th- there's so many benefits to drop sets, I go on and on, but um, you know, if you don't have like fifties and twenties, I, I say, by the way, like we, we basically for these follow alongs, all we're using basically are body weight bands and bells and, and, and dumb and my bells, I mean, dumbbells too. We use mostly dumbbells because uh, kettlebells are just harder to teach. Uh, at, uh, when I'm not with you, you know, if I'm teaching you online, they're easier to teach. They're, they're, uh, smaller learning curve and just almost everyone has dumbbells, but, um, you know, you want at least three pairs of dumbbells, a heavy, medium and a light. You know, and I always think of, you know, when I'm thinking of making workouts, I I, I think about, you know, 50s, 25s, and 10s. When I think about it for, you know, maybe my wife, that would probably look like 20, 10s, and 5s, heavy, medium, light. And that gives you all you need to mix between. Uh, But you can also do mechanical drop sets. That means when we're talking about, you know, your body's your barbell, uh, you change body angles. And the the classic example I always give is like the the, one of the best two-minute workouts of your life. You do 40 seconds each of these positions, no rest between them. Feet elevated push-up with more of your weight now being put onto the upper body muscles. To floor push-up, both hands and feet on floor to hands elevated push-up back to back to back. And that is a drop set. That's going from a heavy, medium to a light push-up, but it's also allowing you to hit your chest from three unique angles. So you get, it just, it's, it's such smart metabolic bodybuilding. And uh, this is stuff you can do off an ottoman couch, chair, whatever. Very important. And one thing I say, body weight, also sliders fit into like the ultimate home gym too. All my gear, by the way, is at Garden of Gains with a Z.com for all my recommended home gym equipment. But sliders, again, they're five bucks at Home, home Depot. 
Uh, you can go get, go grab them when you get your new masks, you know, get your face mask for the Corona and, uh, one of the best investments ever. And all, all this stuff besides the dumbbells travels, the sliders and the bands will always go with me when I travel. They're the ultimate, but yeah, that's another way to do it. So drop sets are great to make light with feel heavy. The final one, and, and this is kind of where one comes in hand too. When you're doing uh, whole body metabolic conditioning circuits, like I mentioned in one using short rest periods, that is in a way adding a cardio metabolic stress already to your to your strength workouts. But you can also do it in a more uh, focused way in the sense that let's say you, you create a superset, 20 seconds uh, of one move, rest 10, 20 seconds of the second move, rest 10. That's a one minute set, do it four times. Classic, you know, modified Tabata or Tabata setup, interval setup. If I do, uh, if it's a strength cardio superset where one of the moves is, is a strength movement, one is a cardio movement, let's say I pair a... Um, an overhead press with a skater jump. Every time I come back to that overhead press, even if the weight started light for me, um, that cardio metabolic stress from the skater jumps and the fact that I'm only getting 40 seconds between each press uh, set is going to make those the final two minutes of that will feel like max effort. Beyond the fact you're getting more training volume and you're giving your body more of a fat loss stimulus. So putting cardio metabolic stress around your resistance work uh, makes it harder to get oxygen to your muscles, all right? And that's going to make the weight feel heavier. Oxygen is what fuels the muscles, all right? And so th that's part of how you play around making lightweight feel heavy. So these are, I made a companion YouTube video for this, but uh, I, I wanted to get a podcast out on it because, again, these are just the, the simple things. And you could say, well, you just shared all your home workout secrets. It's like, you don't understand, like, this is just me sh giving you 10 basic ways in which I manipulate things, but... Uh, <laughs> There, now I've just exposed you to the fact there's more variables than load. So you got to, when you manipulate one variable, it has an effect on all the other variables and you got to know how to adjust them properly. Just like you're designing a perfect song or perfect song in the fucking studio or a perfect recipe in the kitchen. Uh, th th this is an art form if you approach it the right way. These are physical arts, physical culture. So um, this will help a ton. Stay in it. Join us for a live equipment-free Workout tomorrow, this is a Tuesday at the time recording this, every Wednesday, 10 a.m. PST at youtube.com slash bjgador. It is free. Subscribe to the channel. You get a free at-home follow-along workout with me. My wife also follow alongs now, uh, joins us now and, and shows modifications along the way. If you're newer or you're worried about, you know, can I'm a woman, can I do this? Well, I have a lot of women that are members at thedailybj.com. We still have a sale where you can get 50% off a three-month membership to thedailybj.com. Um, and you can still get a free three-day trial, by the way, uh, to check, to try it out before you would want to commit to getting the, the, the special deal. But, uh, that's the best way to do our workouts, our free workouts. You got it. You got to get, see what it, get the instructions on Sunday, learn it, get the coaching, do it yourself on Monday and then come and uncle baby blowjob takes you home on Wednesday. And then by the time you repeat it on Friday, uh, you're maxing out the benefits from that workout where everybody else is just kind of constantly mixing between random workouts and never even really learning any single workout or letting their body get the most out of any single workout. So this new way of teaching and structuring, um, uh, my members are loving it. I, I, I'm loving it. Uh, I'm not, actually, I'm not. I'm hating it in the sense that I'm spending hours every week coming up with a new DVD level workout and then I'm putting my fucking body on the line live <laughs> Once a week, but look, this is this is the life. This is it's my big game. I, I go playoff mode once a week. 
And for many of you former athletes, it allows you to do that too. See what we're capable of, keep pushing ourselves. And a lot of times when I want to quit, I know you're watching. I don't want to embarrass myself or my family, so I keep going. Love you guys. Peace.